Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. I have a word for you. Oh. The word is portmanteau. Oh. Do you know what that is? I do know what that is, but I, I, I'm sure you have a much better de- definition than uh, what my limited things will be, which is when you combine uh, two words and they become one word. It's, it's sort of like a, a version of when they take a celebrity name and put it together. Exactly right. So it's, I mean, French, my French is, I took four years of French in high school. It doesn't, doesn't show. Uh, Are you saying your French is mad? It's oh, well. Can we say that? Yes, we can. We can. Except apologies to yeah. apologies to the, all of our friends in France. Uh, au revoir. I can't. <laughs> I have nothing. That's, I'm stupid. See, this is this is the issue. All right. So yes, it is. It can sometimes refer to as a kind of luggage, but it most people know this word if you've ever heard it. Is it's a blend of words in which parts of multiple words are combined into a new word. You are correct. Things like smog, mm, smoke, smoke and, and fog, fog, motel. Motor and hotel mm-hmm. brunch, mant. Oh, what's I'm sorry? What's a mant? <laughs> what's a man and an ant? Oh, a mant. Okay, <laughs> I guess now, that may, that does sound much better than man ant. Yeah, that's one of those words you don't know quite when to stop. Or anton. Or anton. Oh, never mind. It's <laughs> totally an Antony. Okay, that's another oh. one. Now, oh, yeah, there we are. Yeah. the word though, the portmanteau that I am thinking of today is deep fake ah. and what is that it is the combination of deep learning in terms of ai and a whole bunch of algorithms and fake we all know this because it's become infamous mm-hmm. and famous over the last several years it's the manipulation of video to make it look like someone else is saying something when they're not uh and obviously as all technology used for good and also used for evil <laughs> we won't get into any of that other stuff why do I bring this up? Because I believe in this minute there is a deep fake. Oh, interesting. <laughs> wow, deep fake going like 10 years preceding all the deep fake technology we know today. I my theory's probably buffoonery, <laughs> but I mean <laughs> anyway. We're getting into deep fakes and weird theories here in minute 76 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and we pick up where we left off, which is uh Tony's still watching home movies of dear old dad. Um so he is uh, still, he's gotten to the end of the journal now, and like, I don't, I don't know what else to do, and then the footage is still running, There's we've already seen the the wacky outtake of, uh, of perhaps a, uh, a partially intoxicated Howard Stark, uh, and we've seen uh, little Tony running around, uh, and then just as Tony's sort of given up on this whole thing, and sitting down and like, puts down his weird PDA thing in the journal, and like, with his head in hand, uh, we and suddenly a voice speaks to him from the screen and says, Tony. And he looks up and it's almost like Howard is speaking to him from beyond the grave. Pretty much. Because <laughs> literally at the time, Howard is actually recording a message to future Tony. Uh, he says, you're too young to understand this right now, so I thought I would put it on film for you. I built this for you. And then it sort of cuts to like the map 
like going like going over looking at the uh, the world's fairgrounds that he had done and someday you'll realize that it represents a whole lot more than just people's inventions it represents my life's work this is the key to the future and i believe at that point you actually see the prototype model of the arc reactor do you there's think seri- there's b-roll right there's yeah. a series of quick shots right do you think uh the people who made this arc reactor are the same people that uh, dr evil hired to make uh, small models <laughs> of oh boy so he says uh i'm limited by the technology of my time but one day you'll figure this out and when you do you will change the world what is and always will be my greatest creation is you oh (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting i was i was waiting for low and maybe you'll solve the riddle of your heart That little one to grow on. Da, da, no. da, okay, and that's it. That's the minute, that's it. pretty that's much. The bridge, right? yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It ends with like uh, uh, Tony sort of looking deeply into like, oh, my father had a message for me. I'm sitting in there. But there's a couple things that that, strike, that stand out to me in, the, in this. First of all, okay, so let's assume this was shot on Super 8 because this was supposed to be shot in 78? Right. So this, so like, I assume that's that that this assumption, but that's what I'm going through. But basically, this was not a video camera. This was a film camera. Right. So he shot this film, and and so we get to see all stuff. You can see little splices and stuff in between and stuff as he's going through. Correct. So did Howard then take the film and edit in the other stuff he wanted to see in this secret message to Tony? Because that is that is not okay. Let me just explain to you for those who don't know, haven't worked with film before. I was a right. projectionist for ten years. Uh, I was there right at the end of when they were transitioning from film into digital. So I have cut a lot of film in my time. So you actually have to go through and physically like with uh, we had we had basically razor blades and we would cut the film and then splice it in together. So to get in all those other little things, you would have to physically take that and do it. It's it's not it wasn't like the. Uh, you know, non-destructive editing that we have today. Like you physically had to go and take footage from something else that you had shot and physically attach it and tape it into that uh, and then go there. And then obviously he's running on a reel-to-reel projector. So this is probably the original footage that was cut. So did Howard really do that? Like Howard, like did this, this shot to camera and then went through and physically (laughs) edited all this stuff back in Enter Rob's theory <laughs> of the week. Okay, he didn't, oh. but Nick Fury did. Oh. This is a dip. This is a deep fake. Okay, he didn't say any of this. This, I, wow. I, no, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't. One, you nailed it. Yeah, the whole way that that B-roll is cut into that, that doesn't even you couldn't do that. Yeah. Like the the soundtrack is on a different line of the of the film. You can't do that. Like that's yeah. just not how this would right. be done. Yeah, because uh, for the uh, another little tidbit I'll give you from my from my projectionist days right. is the sound and picture are not lined up. Right. So there's it's it's like it's like I, I can't. Oh geez, this is, it's been it's been ten years since I've done this, but it's it's basically like eight frames back. So like the sound because of of the, how a projector is built, the at one point like the where you're actually seeing the light come through is in one place, and then like about. Eight inches down is where the sound head is. So 
that's and you and when they when you ever see a if you ever see a movie actually on three five back in the time and it's out of sync that's because your projectionist doesn't know his job very well and he has put the film in wrong uh so that's why because it, because that is how you have sound and things like that. so that means that the sound is in a different place so whenever you make those cuts if you have the two things on the same one you're also cutting the sound so you so it, you can't just drop in more footage to do that because then the sound will be all screwed up and so then you, it has to be very deliberately done. Well, and you'd run into, if you tried to do that, one, it would be really messy. You'd mess up the sprockets. What is it called? The, yes. the, 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 the holes, right? Yep. No, that, none of this holes. would work. Yep. And it wouldn't look this clean. I mean, this is just not possible because this didn't exist. <laughs> this is a deep fake that Nick Fury had made so that when, when he tells him, here's a trunk, watch everything, as uh-huh. I do air quotes. Yeah. The Tony is going to stumble across this heartfelt message from a father who this is completely out of character for what we've seen of Howard Stark. That's right. For this in this in this yes. in 78 or whatever, because they're and, still fighting at this point. And I'm just going to say beyond. this. Why is the B-roll in there to, to have him connect the model with the reactor? Yeah. And with that doesn't this doesn't make any sense. And I will tell you, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I, this is to me the biggest flaw in this movie <laughs> is is Whiplash on the racetrack not being killed instantly by being hit by a car. That is because that multiple is to times. me yeah. multiple times that like that to me is still like okay yeah. I can forgive it because I love this movie, but this whole part of the plot makes no sense uh-huh. unless this is a this is a deep fake and then then you get into the whole ridiculous manipulation of of Nick Fury. Yes, however, I'm okay with this long term. Because the whole way this end, this then comes about, what we're about to see after this this five minutes of footage, I actually really like, and I think it's cool, even though it makes no sense. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. That's all I got. I, yeah. It's, okay. So, so extending out your your theory, which I like, I think is a, a very valid fan theory. Um, yeah. I, does Nick already know about the other element? But he that, just he, he's just not he's not scientific enough or he doesn't have enough people that can figure this out. You knowing only Tony can figure this out. OK, so he knows he knows Tony is the smartest guy in the room. Sure. I, I think they they clearly understand that. and They recognize that they know they have to manipulate him emotionally to get him there to focus. Yes. I think they know enough about what Howard Stark was doing to know that there was some, he was on the, he was on the right track. And, and, and part of this is true. I didn't have the technology to do what I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to, we think we've got seven parts of a 15 piece puzzle. Tony, you got to fill in the other eight. Like, and that's what this is laid out to kind of tease him because I'm going to tell you this, Howard Stark recording this and having this edited to show this, this makes no sense. Yeah. None. No, absolutely. This, this, it bothers me so much that this, this is there, but you know, it's (laughs) the only thing that could make this go down better would be a delicious glass of Dr. Pepper. Mm-mm-mm. Well, he is. Is that right? he is drinking Dr. Pepper? Clearly he is drinking Dr. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I mean, we saw in the cooler. Glass, but, yeah, right. well, you know, that's Tony Stark. Um, so, Rob, if you were John Favreau and you had this 1970s oh, no. footage thing you want to do, and you wanted to make sure that it looked good, who would you, in 2010? Who would you have gone to to make sure that this footage would looked interesting and authentic and and convey the, what you wanted to convey? Instagram. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you would go to. Mr. Damon Lindelof. 
Oh, that's right. John Favreau Lost? reached out to the, at the time. Lost was the hottest show on oh, television, that's right. and he got Damon to come in and sort of like he showed him the scene and like would talk about what they were doing, sort of get his thoughts and his not his actual seal of approval, but like like you did because those you haven't watched Lost, there is a very famous storyline that involves footage and missing footage and like them finding this and a reel to reel that has been edited and spliced that there's missing footage and it's very important later on when it shows up and uh so there's these things that float around so he brought him in as sort of like hey we're kind of doing the same kind of thing what do you think okay one that's amazing yeah two now I want to look for Dharma initiative logos <laughs> hidden throughout this. Right? <laughs> the, the timing is about right. I mean, this would have been oh! like second or third season of Lost. Oh, when it was good. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it was really hitting. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of watching it with my daughter right now. And we're right at that spot. We're right at the spot. Like, Henry Gale first shows up. Oh, and like, we're. Yes. Yeah. Like, and right when it's just like white hot. And uh, she's watching it like, this is amazing. And I'm watching it like, there's another question they didn't answer. There's another question they didn't yeah, answer. There's, there's another character yeah, that disappears. Just, <laughs> just watch to the thir- end of the third season. And, and then uh, just be no. like, hey, Andrew Allen explodes. The end. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Know. The guy canceled. <laughs> Just let her find out in later Nikki years. Nikki and Pablo. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are Nikki and Pablo? Uh, nobody. No, you don't need to know about that. Nah, don't worry about that. Rest uh, in peace, Pablo. Well, they did a great job, yeah. but however, uh, this is a deep fake. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm, uh, I'm willing to go along with your theory. I think because the way that Nick has set this up, it, it kind of makes sense. And like what we know about Howard of this time. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't track at all. No, no, it no, it doesn't at all. Like I, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, what's gonna happen now? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I guess Tony's done with home movies, and now having this information, though he doesn't even know what it means, he'll be incensed. He'll need to do something. He'll be stirred to action, and he'll go somewhere and do something. He better solve the riddle. Yeah. That's all I care about. No, and that's if, not true. And if watching this, if you're listening to our podcast has stirred you to action, then maybe we can direct you to uh, leave us a review. If you're st- if you've been stirred by if the you want to solve the riddle of your heart, maybe you can do so by pouring your heart out in a review for this very podcast. I wish I had an answer to that <laughs> riddle. I'm going to work on it now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Then maybe uh, maybe you can you can give us the the answer to the riddle of your hearts on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcast. Maybe even on Spotify. Leave us a review because it helps us to know that you're listening and helps the other people to help find our show. Because you know that our greatest creation is you, our audience. <laughs> So, uh, if you if if you uh, if you like the show, then uh, tell everybody. If you don't like the show, then you know keep that riddle to yourself. But we'll be moving on as Tony Stark moves on and to minute seventy seven as he goes to find the most important person in his life that isn't himself. Uh, who is that? You'll have to turn into minute seventy seven to find out. <gasps> Enough said. Bye.